Hey everyone, it's Heather. I'm so excited about our new resource for single women, Authentically You. One of the most challenging parts of life is navigating relationships. This can be especially true for women who have been tainted by negative sexual experiences and mistakes from their past, or when the struggle with porn and masturbation takes hold and won't let go. This leaves them feeling distant from God, separated by the weight of shame and regret. If this is you, you're not alone. Authentically You was written specifically for single and college-aged women, those who are on the working career path and those who are in college. This 20-lesson curriculum is easily adaptable to a busy work schedule or a college semester system. Through this group experience, you'll explore how your past pain and trauma contribute to distorted beliefs and an unhealthy thought life. You'll uncover the role your family of origin plays in your past and current behaviors and address the issues that perpetuate compulsive and addictive patterns. And through the use of weekly exercises, strategic tools, and self-care focus, you'll learn how to live in health, how to live as your true, authentic self. I know God has a plan for your life to bring you to a place of health and wholeness. If you allow it, God will do amazing things in you and through you. So pre-order today, Authentically You. Go to puredesire.org A-Y. That's puredesire.org A-Y. Welcome to the Pure Desire Podcast, helping you take back your life from unwanted sexual behavior and betrayal trauma. Hello, listener. What is up? I am your host, Nick Stumbo, and you are listening to episode 300 of the Pure Desire Podcast. Here joining me as always is my co-host, Trevor Windsor. The world will know that free men stood against a tyrant, that few stood against many, and before this battle is over, that even a god king can bleed. Okay, um, I, I think we we know why we haven't had you do many intros now because I I didn't know how long you were going to go. I thought it was like a a speech that I should take notes. Um, no, God King, I don't I don't know what that's from. It's uh, you shouldn't be ashamed that you do. Uh, that is from the movie Three Hundred. Ah, uh, you know King Leonidas that, it says felt it like to, a you know a big battle speech. Yep, yep, Xerxes. That's what he said to him. There's so many great quotes from that movie, by the way. I bet. I bet. Uh, and I didn't want to yell this to Sparta, um, <laughs> although I talked to Justin about maybe you doing that. You should have. Then, then Justin could I... be upset at you as well, not <laughs> not just me for yelling intros. No, but like that's, we we are at 300. It felt like the right movie to quote, yeah. even though I wouldn't recommend that movie really to anybody. There's great fight scenes you can find on YouTube. That's that's what I would say. If, if you could watch it on, what's the pros, like angel videos oh, yeah. or- yeah. Uh, I heard a Christian comedian joking about, man, I love it, Angel Vid. It's so great because I like I got to see Saving Private Ryan. It was like four minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder how yeah. long 300 would be uh, put through one of those filters. But yeah, very quotable. Uh, and, and honestly, uh, when I thought about you doing intros, what makes me nervous or why we maybe haven't done it is I think your uh, your breadth of um, <laughs> movie watching, book reading is is a lot lot broader than mine. Mm-hmm. I I think of myself. I'm a little bit kind of mainstream, um, you know. And a lot of yeah. I grew up in a very very yeah. Christian environment, and so yeah. you know, Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant were my heroes <laughs> as a kid. But I know I just hey, feel like I you're, listened to Point know, of Grace well, growing up. I know Nick, you did I too. Know. But I think your story. What I just hear, like you've had a yeah. lot more experiences, and you bring mm-hmm. up. Like music, I've like, well, I've never heard of that person or <laughs> movies or books. I'm like, oh, sounds great. So I think if, if our roles were yeah. reversed long-term, you would have a lot more intros. I'd be like, 
I have no idea. What, yeah. Which I mean, <laughs> what's though, that from? the people who've been listening to the show know I have plenty of those where yeah. you say something. I'm not like, as got many. Nothing. Usually, it involves like a 1980s Sunday school song. <laughs> That's right. Something you saw on a flannel graph somewhere. And, and just so the listeners know, like stumping Trevor is not my goal. Honestly, the intros is just like, what can I come up with today? It's fun that though. somehow connects to the it's episode. Fun. And and you did a great job yeah. of connecting to the episode. Thank so thank you. Yes, uh, today is our 300th episode, and we just wanted to. Uh, kind of review the last hundred episodes like mm-hmm. we've done on other, you know, hitting these hundred marks. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing that. But before we get to this great episode, uh, we've got a couple of things for you, our listener, real quick. I assume I get to do this. Yeah, please. Okay. Yeah, I was just jumping it. in. I'm like, well, do I'm it. the host today. So uh, we have, number one, we have a giveaway for you. Uh, and to celebrate 300 episodes, we are giving away not one, not two, a $300 gift card. You heard that right, listener. gift card to our online store. Think of all the products and resources you could buy for you, your groups to give away, to donate to your church, $300. So to enter to win, we have put together a short survey. Uh, We would love to hear from you, the listener, and to take that survey and be entered to win $300, $1 for every episode, (laughs) go to puredesire.org slash 300. puredesire.org slash 300. So pretty easy. It's our website with slash 300 at the end. You probably don't even need to write it down. You could go type it in. Take that survey. Trevor, how long will that survey take them? Like two minutes. Two minutes. For your opinion, help us shape the podcast Mm -hmm. for the next 300 and you might win $300 to our That's store. Right. So pretty cool. Uh, that giveaway will end Tuesday, April 11th. So you've got a little bit of time to do that. One week. Don't dilly-dally. Uh, get her done today and uh, enter to win, and you could be the $300 winner. <clears throat> Other things, uh, we'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast, which we say every time. And surprisingly, there are still a lot of people that have never subscribed, never left a review, and we talk about that we try not to let that hurt our feelings, but come on. <laughs> if if you've been with us for more than like, what should we say, more than 20 episodes, yeah. y- you should write a review, subscribe, because truly it makes the Pure Desire podcast show up mm-hmm. in more suggestions, more feeds, and help more people, because that's what we're here to do. So it's not, honestly, the review is not for us. I mean, we've we've got several hundred up there, right? Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, And that's why I'm glad you bring it up, because we have, like this last month, we had 70,000 downloads that month, but we only have 490 reviews. Like the math doesn't add up there. Right. A lot like what you'll hear at the beginning of this episode. Yes. The math doesn't add up. So we, my, my point with that was we've, we've heard enough reviews yep. that we, we get a good feel for what you, our listener, think and feel and like. like we don't need it for us. We're really saying, help us get this mm-hmm. in front of more people and reviews and likes are the way that that happens. So thanks for thinking about that. Uh, you can watch the full episode on YouTube and see how red Trevor's cheeks get during one part of the episode video. today. <laughs> and you can also follow us on social media. We're on all the major platforms uh, at Pure Desire PDMI. That's at Pure Desire PDMI. All right, let's get to the episode. We had a lot of fun. We hope you, the listener, enjoy it. Here is episode 300 of the Pure Desire podcast. We made it to 300 like 300 episodes. I don't know if, okay, I didn't tell you this. I had a conversation last Sunday with someone in my growth group and uh, he was talking about like someone he knows, like, do you have any resource or anything I could give this person? And and I was like, yeah, we actually have a a podcast. And he goes, oh, wow, that's really cool. Um, Like how many episodes have you guys done? And I'm like, 300. He goes, 300? (laughs) Oh my God, what? I was like, yeah, man, 300. 
Uh, so that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, the number's getting high enough that like you almost, I, I don't know, totally, but you can start to feel like maybe we should stop talking about it. Kind of like your age. As I get older, like my age is something I'm less interested in talking about because it's like, well, that's yeah, awesome. I've done a lot of these and yeah. I, I don't really want a reminder sometimes of how old I am. So that's not the same on the podcast, but I, I was thinking about that for this episode. Like I, I remember hitting 100. It was like, wow, that's a big number. And you yeah. know, I think when we started this, we had hopes for it, but we didn't totally. know if it'd be successful or what extent uh -uh. it would grow or how it would help people. And that felt monumental. And, and yeah, that was about the two year mark, you mm -hmm. know, and then 200, like, wow, we like doubled it. And now 300 is kind of like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of become a routine <laughs> for us of, yeah, this is what we do and we're yeah. going to keep doing it. And yeah. so 400 and 500 and six, like, it's just going to keep going unless, totally. you know, God tells us to stop or the medium totally changes and no one listens anymore. But right. we've just continued to see basically from episode one to today, it's continued to grow and help people. Yeah. And if we can help people by sitting in this room and talking about yeah. things that most people aren't talking about, we're here for it. So it's awesome to celebrate. It's crazy to think that that means we're coming up on six years worth of episodes. Mm -hmm. We were much younger, uh, more foolish men when we started. Now we're getting old and wise and hopefully it just keeps getting better. So yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty incredible. <laughs> Thanks for speaking that over me, by the way, much younger. And Okay. Uh, it is true. It's, it is crazy to think about. Um, and I did the math the other day. If we, cause some of those earlier episodes were only like a half an hour, but if you do the math, we have 10,000 hours, we have 18, probably around 18,000 hours of doing this, which is wild. When Wait, you how do you it, get the math on 10, 300 episodes right. times 60 minutes? 18,000. Oh, you mean minutes? Yeah. 18,000. Oh, crap. Well, because I'm like, crap. Our episodes Did are I really about an do hour. that? And then divide. I'm like, so that's like 300 hours Son for 300 a... episodes. So 300. How do you do the minutes. math? Help me. Help me do the math. Man, I look like an idiot right now. 300 Justin, episodes. Justin, shut your mouth. Times 60 minutes. Times 60 minutes. Yeah, that would be 18,000 minutes. Divided by 60 minutes. That would still be 300 hours. Son of a <laughs> But that's a long Can time. Can you see so how aspirational? Like, let's oh. put that in days. Oh my God. This is why I'm not. Yeah, that's why he's not the operations financial. That's like 13 days solid though. That's, that's kind of crazy to think about. I hate this episode already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. For anyways. some people, it just became their like, favorite episode. You know, it's, oh my gosh. That's fine. And that makes me feel a little bit better. It's cool to um, think about two things like in the sports world that 300 is like batting 300. Great. Um, 300 wins for a pitcher is like Hall of Fame level. Like mm -hmm. that, there's a lot of things that yep. 300 is, yep. that's a big number. Yeah, and 300 that's hours at. is my least favorite part of this entire <laughs> <laughs> six years of episoding. Um, okay, so we do this from time to time. Um, we, well, we've, we've now done this. This will be the third time. And well, actually we did it at 260 when it was the five year, but really just a reflection. Uh, we're going to look back on the last 100 episodes and as I was looking through them, we did a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of conversations with a lot of people. Yes, we did. Uh, and so we're going to talk about the last 100 episodes, some of our favorites. We're going to talk about what's coming in the next 100. And we don't have all that stuff per perfectly mapped out, but we're still going to have that conversation. Yeah. And then some ministry highlights. I think that um, you know, for us, it gets easy to just, it's just what we do. Like We have these projects we're working on, these big things that we're having conversations about, and it's easy to just assume that people know about it or that they don't need to know about it. So today we're going to talk about some of those things, yeah. uh, some of the things we've got exciting. Going. Yeah. Okay. So uh, with the first part, let's just look at the past 100 episodes. So 200 to 299, um, which episodes stand out to you and why? 
Yeah, it is incredible to go back through a hundred and realize that's you know over two years ago yeah. uh, to get back to the beginning or about two years ago. Uh, so if I were to just walk backwards through the ones that uh, stood out to me, I really loved the one we did not too long ago. I always like doing Mythbusters, mm. partly because just that concept of we see a truth that many in our society believe and we realize it's not helping or yeah. healthy and yeah. we want to kind of go after it in a way that says, let's develop better paradigms. And so the myth busters on high frequency of sex equals health or that we're yeah. sexually healthy Ronnie Tracy, right? and, and just unpacking all the ways that we've been led to believe that more sex equals better marriages or better relationships mm -hmm. and that that's not always true. Um, I, I just really enjoyed that one and, and kind of going after that myth. Uh, the next one that stood out, episode 281 with our friend Adrian Hickman. Oof, so um, that's one of those that I feel should just be like on repeat yep. on my playlist. Yep. And every few months go back because he's so quotable mm -hmm. and there's so many things that he brings clarity to in yep. ways that a lot of people can't. And so yep. if you missed that episode, you know, if you're going to go back and listen to one, go listen to Adrian. And um, super excited that he's coming to our summit this year. Yes. So I don't know if a lot of people know that, but- yep one more reason that you should plan to come mm -hmm. to the summit mm -hmm. uh, in September. Another one that stood out to me, and I, I would say because it was surprising how much I enjoyed it, episode 255, we interviewed Brandon and Tonya Clark, mm. who are from Covenant Eyes, yeah. and we're big fans of Covenant Eyes, yep. but I didn't know much about them or their story, um, and was just really impacted by the clarity they had around telling their story. And I think maybe in particular Tonya's side of really articulating from the betrayed spouse, how it was making her feel, steps she took, what yeah. her recovery had to look like. Um, and then, you know, they've got that lead into their great, um, I think it's 30 days or their, it was 14 their free yeah. resource, or 14 vows. days, yeah, restored vows. Their, their free resource. I just highly recommend that and them because they've, they've got, I think, a very winsome story that mm -hmm. is relatable. Um, thought of episode 243 with our friend Craig Cashwell and yes. the topic of spiritual bypass that yes. I think we unpacked for an hour, but for many of us that grew up in the church is maybe a lifetime of unlearning yeah. how we use spiritual language to oftentimes avoid doing the hard work of healing and yeah. facing our trauma, and that we've applied some biblical ideas in unhealthy ways mm -hmm. to avoid and ignore rather than allow God to bring healing. So that was a powerful conversation. Um, just a couple more. Yep. Have to do a shout out to episode 226 because for the one and maybe the only time my <laughs> wife was in the studio. It, with her being a full-time teacher, it was a challenge for us to figure out when yep. to get her in. We got her yep. during a summer month and just so fun to have her enter into my world. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've told our story many other places, sure. but to get to, to do that on the Pure Desire podcast, that was a lot of fun. And, you know, she walks into a room and the energy changes, you know, both for her and for me. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> just two more, uh, episode 208 with Rosie McKinney. Oh yeah. One because Rosie. of the accent. Just oh my gosh, she's amazing to like, listen could to. Like listen to her talk all day, but really her content oh, of yeah. speaking on behalf of betrayed spouses and the the work that they can do to recover and the way she can speak to men and say um maybe it's because of the accent. I think she can say to men in a pretty direct way yeah. like listen pal. <laughs> right. You need to do some work to help your totally. wife because if you don't and she's angry, there's a reason. Yeah. Um so just loved kind of her the way she's forthright but in a a way that makes you want to lean in and do the hard work. Yeah. And then going back to the very start of the 200s, episode 201 was the first time I believe we had Sheila Ray Gregoire on and got to talk about the great sex rescue, yeah. which is still in my mind, like if you grew up in the church, 
if you grew up in purity culture and you've really grown up with kind of a male dominated perspective that men have needs sexually and women have responsibilities to Mm -hmm. meet those needs. And, and even, you know, the shades of that, that have some truth, but the way it has led into so much unhealth, I think Sheila Ray Gregoire is the voice that's, that's really challenging that paradigm. And, and she'll poke you, she'll prod you, she'll maybe say some things you don't agree with or or her approach. You'd say, well, that seems a little harsh or unfair. But I think when we're changing a paradigm that is as instilled as the one we're talking about, that's the kind of voice you need. Who's not just going to soft pedal around and go, oh, well, let's, no, she's like, this is stupid. (laughs) This is hurting people. This is unbiblical. And, and she's got a lot of humor and fun. And so, uh, that introduction to Sheila Ray, and, and maybe it's because of how that book helped me even, you know, eight, nine years into recovery and in a very healthy marriage to still see, wow, there are echoes of my upbringing that I've never really thought through, um, that I'm perpetuating or that I'm stuck in. And so I'm, I, I don't say this lightly when I say if, if that's your background too, and you haven't read that book, you need to. Yeah. And, absolutely. and that doesn't mean you need the whole book, but I, I know there will be pieces you go, oh, yeah. I've never thought of it from that angle. So I, I loved uh, that, that episode for all those reasons. Yeah. Uh, you took a few of mine, but I will say we had, I think it was 204, 222 and 251, we had Sheila on. And so we, in a hundred episodes, we had her on three times, which was awesome. The, the was first it, one, 251 was with Keith, with her yeah, husband? Yeah, yeah. So we cool. did the the first one we did with her was the Great Sex Rescue. And then the second one was rescuing marriages from porn. And then the third one was with her husband. And then she wrote the Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex. And then her and Keith, her husband, wrote the Good Guy's Guide to Great Sex. Those two going together. And yeah, I agree. She just like... um she pulls no punches. She is willing to just say it how it is. And what I love about her is it's not just her opinion. It's a lot of research that she has done as well. And so it's based on um, actual factual evidence that, you know, this has caused so much damage. Uh, I also said a spiritual bypass with Craig Cashwell. I, um, I, it's funny, this is a way I've heard uh, just a friend recently say this um, to me about someone else, but I feel this way toward, toward Craig that just an unbelievable amount of affection toward him. I don't know how else to explain it. Like he just seems like a kindred spirit and was so grateful to meet him uh, at our ITAP training for the PSAP um, certification. And our time with him was awesome. And then Adrian, you just like that should be on the top of everyone's list. Let's be honest. That episode with Adrian Hickman, 281. Uh, okay. Two other ones I had were, um, and if this is a, just a recent one, but we had Randy Alcorn, like the Randy Alcorn come in, sit, where I'm sitting right this second. And uh, he talked to us about moral failings in the church. And uh, 297 was that episode. And I just loved, um, I love Randy. I've gotten to know him a little bit personally through, we actually go to the same church. So I've gotten some connection there, but admire him as a writer and a thinker, but um, really just appreciate his perspective on, I think one of the biggest issues right now in the church is the moral failure of leadership. Um, So yeah, that was a good one. And probably the first time we had a, I mean, I think a lot of these guests in their realm are big yeah. names, but the first time they were in the studio with 100%. us, you know, and not that, just on yeah. a screen. And that amplified So that it. was fun. Like yeah. even thinking through, man, if someone was open to it, maybe more often we should take the time to say, Let's hey, if it. you're open to flying in, we'll fly in. Yeah. 
because of not only, you know, having Randy in the episode, but you know, him being around our office just a little bit and saying totally. hi to people. And it's like, totally, man, this is, this is cool. That connection. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I love that he actually was in the room with us. Well, and too, if just thinking about that too, people who I've really valued, um, we had Nancy Piercy the episode before that yeah. 296 yeah. who wrote the book, love Thy body, which was, uh, like world altering for me. Um, and so that one was great. But then I think Honestly, my favorite is the series we did on the Pure Desire Foundations, 287 to 290. That series of episodes, we really got to flesh out the foundational pieces or aspects to what we do. And we get a lot of questions about that. Are we biblical enough? What about the clinical stuff? Um, you know, why, why is groups what we do? And then how we take that family systems approach. Those episodes, I feel like were, you know, terrible analogy here, but really foundational of what we do. and. I think that it's also uh, an episode, th those series are going to be episodes that answer a lot of questions for people moving forward. And so I'm sort of sorry that it took us so long, but I'm also glad that we finally have it out there. So those are my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, interesting, a story about that Nancy Piercy episode. I was really enjoyed it as well. And when I, when I went home that day, uh, I was just talking to my wife and the kids that were around about the episode and my two teenage daughters happened to be in the room. And I was kind of sharing some of Nancy's approach, particularly about topics like transgenderism mm -hmm. and same-sex relationships and, and a fundamentally different way of approaching it versus, you know, right and wrong or yeah. good and bad, but looking at that, that my body is made a certain way and even all the way down, you know, one of the things she talked about, like at the cellular level, male and femaleness mm -hmm. is expressed. And that when we honor that and honor our body, we live this, you know, full life and it was very interesting with my teenage daughters to kind of see them turn on to that to say, oh, that, like, that's a unique way or a different yep. way of talking about it. Yep. Because I think in their world of high school and social media, it is all, it's just conflict. And it's like, well, you either accept people or you hate them. Right. And, and I think Nancy just kind of took that whole conversation of do I accept someone or hate them and, and turned it on its head to say, well, let's change the mm -hmm. approach. It's more, what is my body saying and how can I just love my body and yep. agree with it? Yeah. And um, for a teenager too, I think that concept of love your body, I mean, mm -hmm. outside of Nancy Piercy talking yeah. about it, it really connects with teenage culture because there is kind of a lot of that self-affirmation, mm -hmm. self-care and the discontinuity for, and I could see it in my teenage daughter's brains of like, oh, if, if people on the one hand are saying, oh, you need to love yourself and care for yourself, mm -hmm. but you're in a war with your own body, how is that even possible? I just saw a lot of avenues of conversation there for you know, the young generation to talk about, hey, let's take something that you already do yeah. value to love yourself and yeah. love your, your body and apply it to our sexuality mm -hmm. and say, would this maybe be a better way to live? And so it's just cool to see like totally. our podcast have a practical application even yeah. for my teenage daughters. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Well, we've had a lot of guests. We've had a lot of uh, PD guests and yep. maybe you'll notice we didn't bring up as many of them because those are people we get to talk to all the time. I Totally. I think it is those who stand out uh, because it's a one-time conversation. Yeah. But as we look at the future, you know, the next hundred episodes or the next three hundred episodes, the next um, three hundred hours, what to get the or math ten thousand right. hours, <laughs> however many we're still doing the math on that. Uh, do we have any hopes or dreams for the podcast moving forward in terms of guest series? What What are some things on the radar for you, Trevor? And I would say to our listeners, uh, much of the the episode content is driven by Trevor. I don't know if some people know that 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 he's kind of the brains behind where we go next. And, and certainly we collaborate on a lot of topics yeah, do, and themes, sure. but, but week in and week out, the one who's kind of masterminding what ends up 
making it on the microphone is Mr. Trevor Windsor. So Trevor, what what do you see on the radar? What are you hearing? What are you thinking about? Yeah. Um, okay. So I've got a few different things and I wrote a couple of them down. Um, one is we continue to do, we've had kind of a yearly rhythm of doing episodes uh, where Ashley Jameson and Heather Kolb do a women's takeover. And so women's takeover. Yep. We're recording those here uh, shortly. And so they'll have a string of four episodes. Um, and I would just say, even off of that, there is an idea that we've had, and we've even sent out surveys uh, to listeners about this, that potentially going down the road of having a seasonal podcast specifically with Ashley and Heather, where it meaning like it's not just going to come every fall per se, but I just mean instead of uh, an episodic every single week podcast, that it'd be something that we record one season and release it over 10 to 15 weeks or something like that. Um, where they could really hone in on specific topics. Um, it wouldn't even necessarily just talk from the betrayed you know, partner or even just female sexuality, but uh, could really just make it their own. And so that's kind of an idea that we've been playing around with. We're trying to figure out how to make that happen uh, logistically, but that's one uh, as well. And then um, a couple other ones, Emmanuel Garraway, who's our church relations specialist, he was on uh, a recent episode he was like, hey, could we do like a stories of healing, but from the church's perspective? And it's funny, as soon as he said it, I just like, boom, I had the vision. I got it. Like, you don't even need to explain anymore. Where what we're going to start doing, and I'm not 100% sure when this will happen, but for sure in the next 100 episodes, start a string of episodes where we'll have church leaders and maybe even group leaders from that church come on the show and talk about what has worked for them. What does implementing Pure Desire resources and creating their own recovery ministry inside their community, what does that look like? And really trying to like mine the, really the ground of like, what have they done? What has worked? What hasn't? In a way to help other churches who can listen to those episodes and be like, oh yeah, we've had that same issue. Here's how they solved it. Maybe let's us try it. So that's another really cool idea that Emmanuel had. I'm really excited about that one because that really is our heart. I mean, if you've listened to the show at all, you know that yeah. that's our heart is to help the local church. And then if I'm just, and I didn't even tell you I was going to say this, but if I'm just like dreaming and I, we've talked about this being a possibility and it's something we do want to really do is having, um, for some of our listeners, you've heard Christianity Today's The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast, um, which really did a deep dive and exploration of Mark Driscoll and Mars Hill Church in Seattle and, um, and really painted a picture of what happened there. I think for us, we feel like we're uniquely um, gifted and uniquely educated in this area where we could look at moral failings in the church and not even a deep dive on just one particular leader, um, but doing more of a journalistic, exploratory type of conversation um, over a season or two of podcasts where we could do a lot of research and have a lot of conversations with people who have been a part of churches where moral failing has happened, have been victims um, involved in that. And really find a, a way to produce this where it reaches so many more people in so many more churches, because this continues to happen, whether you're aware of Pure Desire or not, and really a way that we can help um, get the message of Pure Desire out there. So that's another big one. That would be a ton of work, um, but just some ideas we've been kicking around. Yeah. And I, I like the way that those all apply, connect to our values at Pure yeah. Desire. Yeah. You know, we, we want to be a ministry that continues to sound this voice to say, this is not a men's issue, this is a people problem. And in some ways, we're a little unique for a lot of recovery ministries because we don't focus one or the other. We try to say, yes, we're here to help people. 
Uh, but the reality is, Trevor, you and I are both dudes and we can't change that fact and we're the podcast hosts. Yeah. So there will tend to be more of a male perspective, even though we have great female guests on yeah. and, and cover that. To have an um, opportunity for more women's voices, for Heather yeah. and Ashley to, to ha- kind of have that role, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's not to create a competing product in any way, but no. it's to emphasize we're here for all people. Mm-hmm. And I think for some women, to hear women sharing and being the hosts would, would be more yeah. uh, impactful. And so I, I love that it connects to that value that we're here to help couples heal, men and women. Women can struggle, men can struggle, women can be betrayed, men can be betrayed. Yep. So um, Ashley and Heather are respected voices, and I know people mm-hmm. would love hearing that. Uh, and the stories of the church, you know, that's our value, that we're here for the local church, that at the end of the day, the ultimate success is when a church is owning this problem and recovery solution for themselves. Yes. And we've just been the coach that helps them get there. And mm-hmm. so I think for a lot of churches, they maybe have a desire, but right now they're not doing much of anything. And if you've not been doing much of anything, it can be very hard to know, how do I go from zero to 60? Uh, and so to hear other stories tell their journey, I think would be very, very impactful. Um, and, and then just looking at the, the culture of leadership in our country, I think yeah. that's the heart of this moral failings is not to mm-hmm. be like sensationalized no, and well, listen to, what, listen to what this leader did, or have you yeah. heard this story? I mean, that's you know, in other areas of our world is maybe what gets clicks and views, yeah. and but yeah. that's not what we're after. No. We really want to address to say if, if the church is going to get better long-term and if we're going to see these stories stop happening, we need to address the culture that's mm-hmm. creating it. We can't just yeah. think, uh, as, as I brought up on a lot of podcasts, that, well, if we just get better leaders yeah. and those bad leaders that did those bad things go away, we'll be yeah. fine. It's like, no, some of what we're seeing is a byproduct of the culture we've created. Yeah where leaders at an early age aren't given permission to be real. They're not allowed to be human beings in process. Yeah. There are safe areas that they can say, hey, I, well, I need help with my spending or I need help with my marriage. And churches go, oh, we're gonna support you. Yeah. And we're so glad our pastor is getting healthy. But for the average pastor, if they raise their hand and say, I've got sexual issues, I've got porn issues, I've got temptations and desires I don't know what to do with. Yeah. They feel like I raise that hand and ask for help. The church says, oh, go away. Mm-hmm. You must not be fit for ministry. Yeah. And, and I get that we've got to have qualifications for ministry, but I, I just think what we're speaking to is a culture that pastors and leaders aren't allowed to be real. And, and by the time the stories come out, it's been 20, 30 years in the making. And I'm not in any way excusing, justifying, or rationalizing what they end up doing because yeah. the stories that we all hear are horrible. And they're heartbreaking and it's sad. It's like, why did that have to happen? Yeah. And we get so focused on the moment of exposure maybe that we miss the 25-year journey that led to it. And we want to ask the question, what could we do as a church culture to change that trajectory at the beginning? And, mm-hmm. and that would be really the point of that. So yeah, it's on our radar. When we get there, we haven't committed yeah. you know, to a, a date or time, but I think we're both moving in that direction. Um, a couple other things that I would just add is yeah. to say, we're going to keep having guests. We're going to keep having people that hit our radar and we go, man, that's a voice we want to hear from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know for some of you, you don't love every voice we pick because you have issues yeah. with this aspect of their theology or that way they say something mm-hmm. or a tweet you saw that they expe- expressed this view. And you're like, they were on the Pure Desire podcast. I can't believe that. Yeah. And I just want to remind everyone like, we don't bring someone on because we agree with them 100%. And if that was the case, we'd have like nobody on. I mean, Trevor yeah. and I wouldn't be on together because yeah. we don't agree <laughs> on everything 100%. Yeah. But it's because we see a dynamic they bring uh, or an aspect to a situation. We're like, man, that's 
That's yeah. something we need to wrestle with. And so I, I hope, listener, that you'll give us grace for those guests that mm-hmm. may not be your favorite, because there are some that you're like, oh, I loved that yeah. guest. And keep in mind that for other people, the guest you loved was the one that yeah. bothered them, or there was an aspect of their theology. Right. So we're just we're just trying to approach this with kind of open hands to say, hey, if I've said it in a lot of churches, if you can agree with the Apostles' Creed, we think we can find resonance. Mm-hmm. Because at, at the end of the day, we want the majors to be the majors. And if we disagree on some of the minor points, yeah, you know, we'll let that sort itself out later. Uh, the other thing I feel like we've committed to is recognizing for many of you, the point at which you start listening to this podcast is the point of your pain, mm-hmm. the point of your crisis. You're looking for hope. You're looking for community. And someone says, well, have you heard the Pure Desire podcast? And so to continue to produce episodes that really land in early recovery, mm-hmm. the what do I do if I found pornography on my spouse's phone? What what do I do if I'm stuck in the binge purge cycle of looking at pornography and, and acting out with masturbation? Because I know for many, those are the questions you're asking when you yeah. first listen to the podcast. And yeah, you can search them and find it from three years ago, yeah. but we want to keep doing fresh uh, content in that area so that when people tune in or when you have a friend going through crisis, you're like, oh, Pure Desire just did a podcast that yeah. I think would be perfect for you. And we know that that's a lot of the ways this podcast grows is because you, our listener, are saying to a friend, a family member, a church member, like, I just heard this on the Pure Desire podcast, Mm -hmm. go and listen to this episode. So I think making sure that we have content that lands in that early recovery is something we're committed to. Yeah, absolutely. I am excited about the the new guests that we're going to have on. And I just, it's funny, I took kind of like a survey and I was talking to my wife about this, like we've gotten to talk to Josh McDowell. We've gotten to talk to Stephanie Carnes. We've gotten to talk to Randy Alcorn, Nancy Piercy, Preston Sprinkle. Like these are people that like I've known about, you know, because I grew up in the church for a while now. And it's like, wait, what? Like we had conversations with them. Yeah. We got to talk to them. Like they liked our stuff. Or, it's like, helpful it to remember that because we've had other big names that I won't say that <laughs> have never replied to us or we heard no That's or true. we heard yeah. later and sure. it's been four years and when we're still hearing later. So it's good to be reminded that there were others that said yes. Uh, and, pray and for Nick. Have that pray for Nick and the bitterness that's still there. Uh, no, for sure. And I mean, like, we'll continue. Am to I have, not good enough? It's that those. old trauma voice. <laughs> no, we'll have those conversations, and we'll um, we'll continue to have those those people we feel like can um, can really help further the conversation. And you know, one of the reflections I've just had, and I've heard this recently too from people about the show, is just how conversational and natural it is that we talk about this stuff. Like it's just for us, it's second nature. It's what we do for our job, but that's what's so helpful is that there's just an avenue or a channel that talks about this stuff as normal as it is or as it should be. Um, And so we're going to continue to find people that help in that conversation and whether we agree with everything or not for sure. So uh, okay, so every 100 episodes, um, and what's what's cool too, you've done this at past Pure Desire Summit events where you have like a sit down with the executive director and you kind of give like a, a vision for the year to come. Um, but over the last, you know, 100 episodes, so we're talking over, um, you know, almost a couple of years, um, what are some recent big projects that we've had, recent highlights that we want to remind people of? And then what are some of the things that are coming in the future for Pure Desire as a ministry looking ahead to the next couple of years? Yeah. So when will people be listening to this live time? Is this like April. late March? No, it's April. April. First, yeah. Okay. Because I want to ground it, like not talk about something that's yeah. still coming for us, yeah. but by the time this Spoiler is Spoiler alert, we pre-record um, these. Things. No, honestly, between when we're recording <laughs> and this one coming out, I don't think there'll be a big project yeah, yeah, yeah. released. 
Um, one thing that will have happened, uh, myself and another of our speaking team member, Rodney Wright, are traveling to Poland or will have been in Poland yeah. uh, to help a group there launch a Pure Desire ministry in Poland. Mm -hmm. And that trip was made possible by a donor uh, who's covered the whole amount. Yeah, and so you. we're able to go to them just as a gift and say, we want to help connect with churches and leaders and talk about why Pure Desire is different and how it can help your church. And so... Uh, along those lines, I would just ask people to pray for the international reach of Pure Desire, because we do hear so frequently that, you know, the resources are limited to the United States. You get into another language and the yeah. resources might literally be zero. There yeah. may be nothing in their language. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out how to catalyze that in other languages. But quite frankly, we don't have a great paradigm. We don't have the people resources on our team to make that happen yeah. in languages that yeah, I mean, maybe outside of Spanish, there's some stuff we're, we're working on in Spanish, but outside of that, like we don't know how to make that happen. And we're not like, yeah. you know, Josh McDowell has books in hundreds of languages now. And, and that's largely because of connections with a publisher and international publishing. And that's, yeah. that's not really how Pure Desire publishes our books. And so we, we don't have a consistent rhythm of getting into those languages. And, yeah. and we're just asking God to help us because we really believe that's what needs to happen, but it's still a slow process. So mm -hmm. pray for Poland because it's a new country that yeah. we're opening uh, the doors yeah. in, uh, but pray for all the other countries that God would lead us into that. You know, the, the, the big projects that uh, have happened, you know, you think of the last two years, having the group leader training as a streaming uh, tool on our website yep. that can equip group leaders all over the country and all over the world to lead effective groups. Um, is less than a year ago. Now, so good to have out, out there. Yeah. yeah. And having reworked betrayal and beyond to be more partner sensitive, to, to be at a place that is more aligned with what a spouse needs to hear in that first nine months to a year and not trying to cover the, the whole two to five year process yeah. in one workbook. I, I think that's a significant step forward. Um, so those are the big things that come to mind. Uh, but yeah. what, where we're headed uh, we are really excited to have a second workbook for men as a follow-up to the seven pillars that'll be coming out soon. And, and we don't have a release date, but I would say with a high degree of confidence yep. that, that for men that have been through seven pillars, by the fall, you could use a second workbook called The Compassionate Warrior mm -hmm. to take men through. Um, it would not be a starting point. So you would still use seven pillars for that. Yep. It would be the next workbook after that yep. to take men to another level of healing. Um, and I'll say on the women's side, there will be a, because of what we've done with Betrayal and Beyond, making it really more, let's let's help you through the initial crisis and trauma, uh, there will be a follow-up to that coming, although that won't be this year. So that's, yeah. that's more of a future yep. project. Um, other things that are coming down the road very soon, uh, if you've listened to the podcast or been around Pure Desire the last year or so, you know that we're partnering with a motion film coming out called Undefiled. Mm -hmm. And then our role is to be the follow-up video resource. And so we think by the summer that film will come out. So our, our video resource is tied to the film. Yeah. And the film, as some people may know, is tied to distribution and rights. And there's some of those things still mm -hmm. being sorted out that Pure Desire is not involved in at all. But when the film comes out, we'll have this video series that is really, it's even an introduction to our introductions. Like yeah. it would right. be a step before using Sexual Integrity 101 or the Conquer series just to show people this film and then say, hey, we've got a follow-up eight-week study mm -hmm. that if you want to understand more yeah. of the themes of the film, of pornography and living life by performance and finding your identity and success and how all this could lead people into sex trafficking and what we do about that, 
um, it, it's just, I think, an intriguing starting point, and yeah. we're looking forward to that coming out sometime soon. Uh, you know, then other projects on the radar, uh, Unraveled is our women's resource for those that have sexuality issues, pornography issues, yeah. love addiction, um, anything on the female spectrum of uh, sexuality. We want to put out a version of that that is for college-age single women or just young adult women who mm -hmm. are single, like we have Living Free for Men. It would be an equivalent of that yeah. for uh, young women. So I think that would be a great resource. And then we're, we're gearing up and we don't have a timeline on it, but we recognize the need for youth resources mm -hmm. and curriculum that isn't just for those who have already identified a struggle and are willing to work on it, yeah. which is what I've said about our workbooks, um, Top Gun and Behind the Mask. They're great if someone knows they have a problem yeah, right, and is willing right. to do work on it, which right. from the average teenagers I know does not... Uh, describe very many teenagers. <laughs> Either they don't think it's sure. that big of a deal, right. or even if they do, they don't want to do weekly homework because yeah. they already have classes and homework and, and it just kind of lands in that category. So it's shaping some teen material that we feel could be broadly used by a whole youth group yeah. um, and, and could have some uniqueness for boys, for girls, for men, for women, uh, but would really be a tool to give youth pastors and youth leaders to say, just take all your kids through this mm -hmm. because they are growing up in a pornified world yep. With, with sexual content at their fingertips, yep. on their social media, that where they're living life, porn is always a click away. Yep. And the, the nature of what they're facing, what it's doing to their brains is so different than even 15, 20 years ago. And so we wanna take a lot of the principles that we know makes Pure Desire effective and translate them to that youth yep. audience at yep. a way that's proactive to just say, how do I navigate life? Yep. How do I learn to have resilience to porn? How do I develop authentic relationships where this isn't a hidden thing, it's something I can talk about and not just talk about, um, because I do think porn culture for our teens is kind of normalized pornography that they probably talk about it, yeah. but don't know what to do about it. Mm -hmm. There's maybe not the conviction of, oh, I've got to change right now. It's like, well, yeah, doesn't everybody have this come up? Yeah, sure. It's like, well, yeah, but let, let's talk about what we do that keeps mm -hmm. us healthy, keeps us free. Um, so that that is a big project uh, that we're working towards. And Kind of, it's kind of the timing of some of these other projects totally. that will dictate when can we get to this one. So those are things that I'm excited about. Uh, we have some other really big projects um, that I'm in the middle of working through that I we can't yeah. talk about yet. Yeah. Uh, but but could what I would say our focus is we feel really confident that we have solutions that can help the church. What we don't feel confident on is how to help churches become aware of those yeah. and have a pathway into them. And right. so we've got some really big projects with outside groups that could create mm -hmm. new open doors that right now we don't have. And yeah. so uh, please pray for that. And when I can please, give specifics, yeah. I will. Yeah. Uh, but just to say we're in the middle of some pretty big conversations right now that's yeah. super exciting. Yeah, I think the only other thing that I would just mention is that we're also prayerfully considering uh, a, a building for Pure Desire. I mean, trying to find a place where, um, where we can have, you know, right now we're at least in a place that we're just starting to run up against capacity and, you know, a lot of, um, our donors and people who've been with us over this last year know that that's a push that we're, um, starting to make, but just prayer that the Lord would lead us to, um, a location, a building, some land, something like that to really help us. Cause we're trying to build, um, I mean, the, the hope would be a forever home, but at least somewhere that, uh, we have room to grow in and, uh, we'd be there for an extended period of time. But yeah, I just, I would echo your the big projects. I've gotten to be a part of some of those meetings and there's some really exciting possibilities. Um, but definitely one of them is uh, the future location of Pure Desire, where we're going to be 
So prayers for that for sure. Yeah, and that's that's been a double bind with the building that we run into because we do, you know, we want to stop paying a landlord resources and invest in our future and and in the ministry and and have a space that could accommodate, you know, small conferences, training yeah. opportunities. Uh, we know the world is more virtual, but that there's still a tremendous value in being in the room with people. And mm-hmm. so, you know, for couples graduating from their year of counseling yeah. for uh, couples that want to be trained to kind of take pure desire to their part of the world, to being able to bring them in for a few days and have a place to do it. Um, it would be incredible having yeah. enough office space for the staff that will be in office. Yeah. And as we do virtual things, I mean, if anyone ever has visited the pure desire offices, they know that, um, we're basically in an office space running this whole podcast mm-hmm. and any recordings we do. And it's like, Hey, what if we actually had a, a room that was made to the be a studio, studio right? that had space for it and Seriously. soundproofing for it <laughs> yeah. and wasn't, uh, not, not all, all of our listeners probably know that right behind the wall, like three like feet behind right Trevor behind. is a car company that must schedule people to come in and look to buy cars. And when they do, they often rev the engines. Oh and my so gosh. there it's... have been podcasts we've had to stop and just pause till the engine is done revving and they're showing off its Literally horsepower. Literally the wall shakes <laughs> yeah, sometimes. It's like, oh, wow. It's like, yeah. I hope they buy that car and get it out of that room yeah, so that like right we can now. go back to our ministry. <laughs> so all of that, you know, those are reasons we're looking at, hey, we want a space that we can call our own. Yeah. But when you think of it being our forever home or at least long term, yeah. That starts to get to some size and square footage that's totally. it's expensive. Yeah. And real estate right now is not cheap and buildings are not cheap. And so we're just, I tell people and they're like, what kind of building do you want? I'm like, I, I want the building that God has for us. Mm-hmm. And I think he has something and we don't know what it looks like or yeah, how big it is. Right. But, but I think if we only look at, well, here's what we can afford. The truth is what we can reasonably afford and think that, you know, with some donor help we could get into probably wouldn't fit for very long yeah. because- if God continues to use pure desire and we grow, like we fill it up yeah. and we don't want to go somewhere that in three years, like, well, glad we bought this building. Now we need yeah. to sell it and find something else. We, yeah. we really want a place that we could be for decades, but the, the price tag on that is, is really prohibitive. So we're just, yeah. we're praying that God would lead us. Um, I'm, not, I'm not immune to having a big faith goal, but mm-hmm. I don't want to just throw a number out there or a size yeah. because we come up with it. So that's where... We're, we're just asking God to lead us. And I, I think whatever that is, you know, our, our time frame is probably in about two years is, would be the goal to be in that new location. Um, so we, we do have some time, but you know, you can't wait till the month before and then <laughs> find it, especially <laughs> no. if we decide to build something, cause yeah. that's a long, long process. So totally. if, if that's what God has for us, you know, really this year, we'd probably need to find mm-hmm. where's that property, what's the building look like. Yeah. So we're, we're feeling that, like I said, double bind. And as people know, double binds can be paralyzing. And I, I think we don't feel paralyzed. I'd say we feel like we're just in a season of discernment yep. and of, of waiting on God yeah. for some of that clarity. Um, that can be hard for uh, donors or others who want, it, want specifics. Uh, yeah. But I think for this season, it's, it's just where we are because we don't want to get into something yeah. that's um, going to prohibit ministry because we've invested too much in a physical location. And I think we've all seen churches that that happens as they build the big, beautiful building, but then they can't yeah. pay their staff and right. they're laying people off and it doesn't yeah. pan out the way they expected. I mean, that that's the last thing we want yep. is to be, you know, doing ministry to try to afford a building. So just, just a little insight in the kind of stuff mm-hmm. we're thinking through, but it's, it's exciting to believe that God has a future for pure desire. And we need to think big because we know the problem is big. Yeah. And, and that's why we're motivated that way is, is we want to just keep growing to help more people. And yeah. we think uh, a location could be part of that. And I would just say another huge blessing we've 
been able to experience. And we know that it's the Lord growing our ministry is staff growth. I mean, that's part of the reason why we're looking for a building as well is, is, um, you know, the groups team has added two new people. My department, marketing communications has added two new people. Uh, we're hiring new clinicians. Like it's just, we are growing and it's awesome to see the Lord bless that, but also that creates, you know, problems, <laughs> capacity <laughs> issues. Right. Yeah. So, and uh, you know, we just, you, we just had an organizational meeting that I called this week. Cause like we've got one, we don't have hardly any storage in this building, <laughs> but we have an area that became a de facto yes. kind of junk drawer. Uh, it's like, okay, if this keeps growing, we're all going to regret it. So let's come up with a plan. <laughs> but the, the challenge, like the plan is, well, where can it go? There's right. nowhere to put Whose it. Whose office is this going yeah, in basically? What corner right. can this get shoved in? Yeah. So that, that's kind of where we're at. And, um, yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's a good problem to have because it means, well, we need this space mm, for a for desk. Sure. We yeah. need this space for yeah. staff. It's exciting. And, uh, it is. We like, we like those problems. Yeah. We're excited about what the Lord's going to do for sure. Yeah. And I know that people know that you started this episode, but I'll just, I'll conclude it. I'll take over here, but it has been genuinely, and people continue to ask me this question. Um, like, you know, what are, what are things you're working on? Like what's, what's stuff that you're passionate about that you get to do for work? And it continues to be the podcast. Like I continually say, this is my favorite thing that I get to do. And a lot of it is, yeah, because, you know, it's a way to be, you know, you mentioned um, coming up with the topics and ideas and writing the questions. Like, that's super fun for me to craft. Um, it's almost like I get to direct, you know, or produce. Because, um, you know, and I'm pretty sure in like a, a fantasy world or if we were in the multiverse, there'd be another version of me that's directing movies or something. But that has been super fun. But I, I just love being able to have these conversations and to meet really interesting, cool people that, um, have a lot of stuff to help us and benefit us. Um, and I, I know I'll speak for me on this. Like I gain a lot from the podcast. I think that if you were to look at my development, even understanding of this topic in this area, a lot of it can be tied yeah. to the conversations we've had. So I just, yeah, it's, it's kind of like when you preach regularly, if, if you're totally, if you're doing it right, you're preaching to yourself first. Yeah. And I think when we yeah. do the podcast, I would share that, that yeah, we get to put these out in the world mm -hmm. to help people, but we, we have the conversations first, you know, it's like when I brought up Sheila Ray Gregoire's, I learned from her first. It totally. wasn't just that she was a great guest. It's that, man, that spoke to me. Mm -hmm. And, and so I, I yeah. echo like, this is a big part of our growth because we're hearing new ideas. We're, we're mm -hmm. asking people their opinion and it just forms us. And so if you listener feel like it's formed you know that that's, we're, we're in that together. Yeah, we're all being formed yeah. by this yeah. process, these guests yeah. and these conversations. Yeah. So here's to another 300 and here's to finally getting to 10,000 hours when we get to the 10,000th episode. <laughs> oh, Maybe what a good so. That'll oh my be a gosh. long time from If now. you're watching this, you can see how red my cheeks are of embarrassment. But either way, uh, Nick, I love getting to do this with you and thanks for being with me for Man, this is a lot of episodes. Appreciate yeah, it. Love you too. It's yeah. a good time. Yeah. And wherever you're at on your journey, Pure Desire is here to help you take back your life from unwanted sexual behavior and betrayal trauma. If you or someone you know needs recovery and healing, go to puredesire.org and begin the journey today. If you like this episode or are a fan of the podcast, please share it with others. Make sure you check out the full episode up on YouTube as well. You will see we have a new sign in the studio that says, Never, Never stop, stop being healthy. healthy. Here's what's coming up next week on the Pure Desire podcast. 
every woman that takes a breath. This is going to be one of our best resources that we've ever put out. They're wanting to be married. They're wanting to be sexual. And they're saying, what does this even look like? Is it even okay to have these discussions? I think that's one of the things that's interesting about women who struggle is that we don't take good care of ourselves. Right. We we are the last person and sometimes we are taking care of everybody else, but we're the last person that we take care of. And that I think is my favorite part about these resources.